Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Star Wars Day, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And as usual, with all the information in this presentation, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you're listening to a podcast on the World Wide Web, wherever you are, you can always tune in to marcustoday.com.au for all the other wonderful things that we offer, plus, of course, this disclaimer. All right, well, we had a little bit of a better night in the US market, but once again, quite a volatile session. We had the Dow Jones closing up 67 points or 0.2%. US futures after hours currently pretty much unchanged at the moment, so uh, we'll take what we can get from the uh, the Dow up 67.2 of a percent, 33,129. Nasdaq up 0.22, so pretty much in line, 28 points, 12,564. Hardly a massive rally from US markets, but we will take whatever we can get at the moment. The S&P 500, 20 points higher, 0.48% outbeating both of those. So no middle for diddle today for that. But certainly markets very much wait and see in terms of the FOMC meeting coming out uh, with um, the second day on Wednesday. We'll get the news on Thursday morning our time. SPY futures showing a gain of 43 points or 0.59%. 73.28. So a little bit of positivity in our market. Lots of analysis today on the RBA move. And of course, we also have ANZ numbers out first thing this morning. They're actually out at 7.40. So a little bit of a look at those later. The VIX index closed down three points or 9.55% to 29. So once again, we're seeing that easing of volatility in the US, at least the price of hedging through the option market on the CBOE, easing slightly uh, back down at 9.5%. So uh, some semblance of um, rational thought maybe coming into the US markets at the moment. But we did have some economic data out from the US uh, last night, uh, which again pointed to a very tight US jobs market. And uh, we did see um, AMD report after hours as well. Uh, a good report there from them. So that one looked uh, pretty good. Um, but another wobbly session from the Dow, closing though up. In commodities, though, we did have a pretty wobbly session all round. We've got an OPEC Plus meeting on Thursday, another virtual meeting. Brent crude down 2.43%, $2.61. Still 105 bucks though, with WTI 102.41, uh, down $2.76, or 2.62%. Gold up 7 bucks, so a slight recovery from that big sell-off the previous night, up 0.38 of a percent. Iron ore down 1.87%, $2.74 to 143.56. And we'll get China back online today, I think, and Japan as well. But London Metal Exchange came back online after the UK bank holiday on Monday, and we saw big falls across the spectrum in metals and commodities. We saw copper down 3.5%, nickel down nearly 4%. Aluminium down 4.5%, zinc down 4.1%, lead down 0.75%, and ton down 0.22%. As a result of this move, we saw Freeport down 0.07%, nothing really. Alcoa 
down 2.3%. Uh, tech was up 5.2, up 5.2. Anglo down 0.2. Glencore down 2.8%. Vale up 1.5%. And Arbamal up nearly 3% in the lithium space. BHP up 0.7%. And Rio up 0.24% in ADR trade in the US. Here you can see the S&P 500 once again, another higgledy-piggledy night, another volatile session as we await the pronouncement from Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell, who will come down from the hill with his tablet, with his Ten Commandments, and talking about interest rate rises, and very much 50 basis points is the consensus there. But who knows, central banks can surprise, as we saw yesterday with our very own RBA under Phil Lowe, did surprise the market, not only raised rates, which some were not expecting, but also raised rates by 25 basis points, which many were definitely not expecting. So interesting to see how the market reacts today after we have had that pause. In terms of major stories, uh, South Korean inflation rises at fastest pace since 2008, which fans more rate hike expectations. And the Federal Reserve prepares to supercharge its tightening policy or risk falling further behind. The Bank of England also poised to raise rates, their highest level in 13 years. And adjusted for inflation, the S&P 500 is now down 40% at an annualised rate in 2022, worse than any full year since 1974. I think there was an oil crisis around that time as well, and an inflation crisis. Rebound for US stocks, not far off, according to some, as fears overblown with China easing and Q1 earnings providing fuel for an upside. But uh, that does seem a forlorn hope at the moment. Decision to keep this week to keep to come on whether EU will end Russian crude purchases by year end. Germany touting the fact that it is weaning itself quite quickly off Russian oil and gas. But then, of course, we are heading into summer, so that does take some of the pressure off as well. OPEC output up just 40,000 barrels in April, which was well short of the 254,000 barrel per day target increase under the supply deal. We also have another OPEC, OPEC Plus meeting on Thursday. And Russia has been warned by the US uh, as it prepares to annex new Ukrainian territory. And Eurozone producer prices jump hotter than expected 5.3% month on month and 36.8% year on year in March. So inflation is very much alive and well. What we will get today well, we are going to see a little bit of a bounce. Uh, certainly, uh, some of those um, that U.S. positivity will help, and we have seen the SPY rally 43 points. The metals may well be on the nose, given the moves in the LME, which is playing catch-up after a couple of days uh, due to that Monday bank holiday. So, uh, subdued probably in the resources sector. Banks will be the focus with the ANZ report today. Uh, $3.1 billion cash profit, which was up 4%. 72 cent dividend, which was pretty much in line and as was the last dividend. The net interest margin, which is always the most important thing when you look at these bank results, fell to 1.58% from 1.65%. And the banks have been quick to pass on the rate rise from the RBA yesterday, with most of the big four uh, passing on that 25 basis point rise, but also uh, some, but not all, passing on that rise to deposit holders as well. So it uh, be interesting to see how the market reacts to ANZ. It was assumed to be a pretty nasty number, and the market was expecting not such great things from ANZ. So maybe this is enough 
to um, keep them out of the doghouse. 10-year yield in the US, 2.98%. Can't quite keep above that 3%. Australia, 3.39%. Germany, still around 0.96%. Overnight in the US, US job openings increased to a record high in March. Worker shortages persisted. The JOLT report, which is a jobs report on Tuesday, also showed a record 4.5 million people voluntarily quit their jobs. The great resignation continues. And JB Hi-Fi, amongst others, at the Macquarie Australia conference today. Uh, There are many out there with uh, presentations today. JB Hi-Fi has a sales update, strong sales growth. Nothing's really changed, but they are stressing that their important time is the end of financial year. And due to uncertainty about things, uh, they cannot provide any guidance. So that's a little bit of a negative there for JB Hi-Fi. And OPEC Plus effectively failed to lift production at the last year, at last month. Saudi Arabia added just 70,000 barrels a day, about two-thirds of the permitted increment. Now the group meets again on Thursday. Question of the day today, will the bank results be enough to keep stock prices high? We've seen the first of the banks, first of the three that report their uh, results uh, kick off today and their dividend CBA, of course, in a different cycle. Uh, so we've seen ANZ first cab off the rank, and we've got NABS and Westpac to come and an update from Macquarie as well. So will the bank results be enough to keep stock prices high? Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your participation there, your thoughts, insights and ideas always welcome. It's a great group, 3,500 members helping members. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, we've got three other streams of podcast wonderfulness that you can tune into as well. The Marcus Strategy Podcast which is the morning meeting podcast, plus the On The Desk podcast where the team in Melbourne talk about things that are in the financial sphere and they're thinking about today and this week, and the On The Couch podcast where I talk to CEOs and fund managers about things that I think or hope that will be interesting for you. Otherwise, have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.